This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. If you missed Squarespace's Super Bowl ad with Jeff Bridges, you can watch it now. Just Google Jeff Bridges Squarespace and go to dreamingwithjeff.com to listen to Jeff Bridges' lullaby album. Anyway, all the profits uh, go to Feed Hungry Kids. You can make your own website with Squarespace at squarespace.com. And uh, when you sign up, use the offer code SPILLED and get 10% off. Squarespace. Start here. Go anywhere. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, chew it in your ear, and don't give you any. Yeah. Some people don't like it, um, like the amount of chewing that happens on our show. And to those people, we say... (laughs) <laughs> there are so many other shows. Um, so, uh, the, oh, the topic of today's episode is fennel. Mm-hmm. We're already eating it. So I feel like it's sort of one of those unglamorous, cool weather vegetables that, you know, nobody really gets psyched about. But I'm pretty psyched. Well, I think there was a time when it was like a cool, not exactly cool, but like like a, a you know, stereotypical gourmet vegetable. Like maybe in the 90s, like, you know, um, and like a shaved fennel salad or with a little braised fennel on the side was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a thing that would happen at your at your new American restaurant. That's Very... a thing no one says anymore, is it? New American restaurant? No, no, because it's just American now. Yeah, it's all, it's now it's what's it's all new. all American to me. What's new is old again. I remember trying it for the first time as a kid, and I didn't like anything that was even vaguely licorice-y, and so I really didn't like fennel because it does have sort of that um, anise flavor. What is the difference? Is anise the flavor of licorice? I think anise, fennel, and licorice are all different but related plants. Okay. I didn't actually Wikipedia this, but that's what I think. Great. Um at my supermarket, um, the, the fennel is usually identified on the computer as anise. So I don't know, maybe they're the same or maybe they're confused at my supermarket. Now, see, I had the opposite experience of you as a kid in all ways. I didn't have a horse. I, uh, I grew up in the opposite of Oklahoma. And what is the opposite of Oklahoma? Oh, um, it's uh, you mean like the part, the point on the earth that's uh, that's that's antipodal <laughs> to Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, I think that's somewhere in the Indian Ocean. So that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was uh, marooned on an island as a youth and had to make my own way. And I uh, met up with Brooke Shields and we figured out a lot of stuff together. Did you spend a lot of time talking to a volleyball? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Harmon or something. Wilson. <laughs> yes. I, um, I, I actually, it turned out, I thought I was spending um, months um, with Brooke Shields, like discovering our bodies, but it, actually it, she was a volleyball. It turned out later after a lot of counseling. <laughs> so that was kind of disappointing, mm-hmm. but it was great while it lasted. Where was I going with this story? Oh, okay. So, so my, the, You're the fennel of your youth. I, there was none. Um, I always loved licorice when I was a kid, but I didn't know fennel existed. So that's my story. It, it just didn't grow on that, on that uh, um, Indian Ocean island. Okay. When did you have your first experiences with fennel? Well, uh, after I got off the island, um, <laughs> I don't remember exactly. I'm going to say it was definitely um, in, the, in the 90s, probably after college, honestly. Um, I just don't think I, I, wow, I sort of knew late, it existed. Late bloomer. Yeah, but I just never thought about it. Yeah, like You just never thought about it? <laughs> That's right. We're still talking about fennel, right? Yeah. Okay. I I think I must have tasted it at some point as a kid. I feel like, you know, it was sort of one of those exotic ingredients my parents would have gone through a little phase with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did take me some time to get used to it. And I think that the first way that I started cooking it myself was roasting it. It's so oh, yes. easy and delicious to roast it, really caramelize it. Can I actually um, retract what I said earlier about how I never had it as a kid? I did have fennel in one form, which was fennel seeds. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I remember, I actually remember fairly vividly, um, uh, as a kid, noticing that there was some weird seed in my Italian sausage and mm-hmm. asking my parents, what is this? And they said, oh, that's a fennel seed, and it was good. And is, is it true, like, in, in sausage history? That- <laughs> <laughs> as a, well, as, as you know, I'm a professor of sausage history at the mm-hmm. University of Canada. Is it true in, in sausage history that fennel seed was often added to cover up the taste of pork that was going off? I don't know if that's true, but I doubt it, because... Um, I read some article at some point. This is what I based this opinion on. I read some article at some point saying, you know how they always say that like lots of spices were used during the Renaissance to cover up uh, the flavor of uh, of spoiled meat. That's not actually true. It's just that people really liked a lot of spices at that point, and it was the style of cooking of the time. That seems more likely to me. It does. It seems more likely to me too. Um, although, isn't fennel seed also a good um, breath freshener? Isn't that? Oh, what's... that's definitely true. Often in little bowls at the door of an Indian restaurant. Yes. What's? Do you remember what that's called? I feel like I knew what that was called at some point. Uh, no. Uh, offerings for the, the the harmony of relationships. Yes, exactly. The uh, <laughs> that's what that's the, that's the the long name. Like the relationship I had with Harmon, the volleyball. <laughs> So let's talk about other uh, sort of, you know, um, fennel products, fennel products, fennel pollen. So I feel like this is real trendy fennel pollen, or maybe this was like real trendy 10 years ago. Yeah, I I think it was real trendy. I still I still come across it from time to time. I've never actually bought it and used it myself. I've just had it at restaurants. And I mean, it does look like pollen. It's like it's like uh, kind of a yellow dust that tastes a lot like fennel. And so why wouldn't you just use ground up fennel seed? I think it's different. I think it sort of emphasizes, I, I can't like explain this specifically without having some in front of me, which we don't, but I think it sort of emphasizes a different flavor and texture than, than fennel seeds, even if you grind them. Fair enough. All right. So here's something I have noticed, and I wonder if you have an opinion about, mm-hmm. that the plumpness of fennel bulbs varies. Like sometimes you see them mm. that are kind of like flat and elongated, yeah. and sometimes they're really like round and have thick layers. Do you have a preference, and you know, do you know what's going on there? I do have a preference, and it went, at some time, not right now, but at some time I did know 
why some were different from others. Like if it's a different type of fennel, I I can't remember, but I do know exactly what you mean. And I tend to find that the ones that are kind of a little taller and skinnier, maybe a little flatter, um, are a little stringier. Yep. The flavor is often um, a, a little less sweet, a little more fragrant, uh-huh. but I don't like them for raw preparations, which we'll talk about okay. in a minute, because they are stringier. Um, I tend to prefer the, um, yeah, the more plump ones. And and I always look for, you know, often in the grocery store, you'll see fennel with skin that feels a little, or, you know, the outer edge will, the outer layer will feel a little soft or a little bit like wrinkly. You don't want, yeah, that. you want it to good. be really tight and firm. Yeah. Like, like yeah, so go many ahead. things. Yeah. I was going to say like so many things in the produce department. That's uh-huh. what you meant, right? Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, when I was on the island, you know, I was, I was going around just basically squeezing everything and like the tighter and firmer, the better. You know, that's, that's how I survived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> aren't you, aren't you glad I survived my, my ordeal on the island? Yes. There was also a smoke monster. Um, <laughs> was there a hatch? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a hatch. I cannot tell you how often Brandon and I reference the hatch. That's that's good because that's that's like as far as my knowledge of that show goes oh, really? because because we only watched season one. Oh my god, I've watched every episode. I, I would go back and watch more, but I hear I hear it goes like through a dark patch for a oh, while, right? It, it's I mean, it is beyond bizarre. It is like the show we're talking about is Grey's Anatomy, by the way. <laughs> we're talking about Lost. Um, no, I, I I'm surprised that I made it all the way through all the seasons because it, it it takes some real leaps of faith to stick with that show. Sure. However, really enjoyed it. And okay. I, it, it's it's made an impression on my psyche. You know, Brandon and I often talk about, you know, we need to keep pushing the button so the world Oh, right, right, right. I stuff. do remember that. Mm-hmm. And there was something about some numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe the reason I didn't watch the whole thing was because it just brought back t- too, too many flashbacks from my time marooned on that island. <laughs> I understand. Oh, I was going to okay. say, so so yeah, so like, and, and a good reason like to, to squeeze your fennel carefully is because the stuff is pretty expensive. Like $5 a pound is pretty common price to pay. Yeah, what's up with that? Because I often see it just growing. Oh, it's like, a weed. By the it road is literally a weed. Seattle. It grows everywhere. And I, I looked up to see, you know, is that the same species? It's totally the same thing. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go like digging up some some roadside fennel. Could unless... I pick it like off the I-5 entrance ramp? Um, I would probably recommend against it. But, you know, I don't know. It would make a good story for the show. So go do it that. It was like, remember that really funny show when I died? Oh, that was many episodes. I wonder I if it could be another one of those. I, I especially remember a, uh, something involving salted licorice. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Now, Molly, have you heard of this Squarespace 7? I have I, not. I know you've you. heard of Squarespace 6 because that's something we used to talk about. Well, forget Squarespace 6. Ooh, okay. Squarespace is back and better than ever with, uh, with the sequel that they're calling Squarespace 7. And, that has uh, a nice ring to it. It does. It Yeah. You know, it just like, bam, Squarespace 7. It's still incredibly easy to use. You know, it is it is many, many yards better than the old way of building a website where you had to get your hands like gunked up with a bunch of HTML and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is drag and drop. Nothing could be simpler. But now they are back with new templates. They've got integration with Getty Images. So you can get awesome stock photos for your for your website. Um you uh, can integrate with your Google Apps, your your Gmail, um, and they've Whoa. got yes, 
And, and they yes. still have 24-7 support. Yes. You yes. send them an email, they send you an email and tell you what you're doing wrong. And you can live chat them, too. Absolutely. 24-7. 24-7. Mm-hmm. And they've got this new feature called Cover Pages, where, say, you know, sometimes you just need to make a website that's, like, one awesome page, um, like, you know, everything about your business on one page. Mm-hmm. Cover Pages is perfect for that. You will get it up and running, like... You, you probably already got it up and running by the time you've gotten this far into the ad. You know, we should also add that every website comes with a free online store if you want it. It's very Absolutely. easy to do e-commerce with Squarespace 7. Yes, and you can learn more about squarespace.com at squarespace.com slash 7. It's still only $8 a month. You still get a free domain name if you buy Squarespace for a year. It still looks great on every device, your phone, your tablet, your computer, your, your web TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and you can start a trial with no credit card required. You can just get going. Um, When you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, though, you should definitely use the offer code SPILLED. That's S-P-I-L-L-E-D to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for our humble little podcast. If you don't use that offer code SPILLED, (laughs) you're definitely not supporting us. You've got problems. (laughs) Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. How do you like cooking fennel? Do you do you even cook it? Mm-hmm. What do you do with it? I'm chewing cooked fennel right now. Wow. You know, I love when you're hurrying through chewing, you have the quickest, Like it's like somebody who walks really fast with a very short stride. It's mm. like... Oh, it's like power walking, only power chewing? Yeah. I mean, oh. and, and I, I've never heard anybody chew quite the way you do. I love it. Well, your, your quick little chew. Thank you. Um, just, just it's, it's one of your more masculine attributes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I chew, I chew hard. Okay, so yes, I usually cook fennel. Um, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying both the cooked and raw fennel preparations that we have here today. Um, but typically, I will slice it and saute it. And one of my favorite things to make is the thing that we're eating right now, which is there was a name that went with it. Wow, this is going to be a great name. I can tell. Yeah, the name's not on this sheet either. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna link to this so the creator will get credit. It is from uh, from Louisa Weiss's blog, uh, The Wednesday Chef, um, and I think she probably got it. Oh, I was gonna say she probably got it from the New York Times. She definitely got it from the New York Times. It's uh, braised fennel with Meyer lemon and Parmesan, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have a Meyer lemon today, so I just used a regular lemon and a pinch of sugar, and it came out great. Oh, it's delicious. What I really love about about cooking fennel that way, braising it, is it gets so silky, like incredibly silky. Yeah. <clears throat> Wonderful Sorry. texture. You can just cut through it with the side of a fork. Yeah, and like something, you know, a little bit uh, kind of, not gooey, but kind of like a little sticky kind in of, a way that I really like. fudgy. Yes. Yes. Um, do you remember when we did the onion episode and we talked about cutting the onion rainbow style versus whatever we called the other style? Yeah, you and I happen to have cut our fennel bulbs in opposite ways today. And I think, and I think we both made the right call because I think so. So what we're talking about is that the fennel bulb has like a grain to it, kind of like a flank steak, or like an onion, or like an onion, mm-hmm. and you can cut either across the grain or parallel to the grain when you slice your fennel. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be we'll have some some uh, some blueprints. We won't. Well, so it makes a lot of sense that for yours, you cut with the grain, which right? Because it's going to help your slices hold together exactly. 
Whereas I, so I made a raw fennel preparation. I did a salad that has shown up many, many places online and in books. I think I first read about it in the, wasn't there a series called Mastering the Art of French Cooking with Julia, it was like a video series with Julia Child where she worked, or no, Julia Child with Master Chefs. Yes, in the kitchen, yeah. Well, so Alice Waters taught her how to make this salad. It's basically raw fennel that you shave either on a mandolin or with a knife, thinly shaved mushrooms, just ordinary mushrooms, or you can do it with like Asian pear. That's really Ooh, nice that sounds too. good. And basically you do like a layer of shaved fennel, then a layer of mushrooms, some olive oil, lemon juice, salt, some grana or Parmesan, and then keep building layers like that kind of on a platter. And it's amazing how juicy the fennel is and crunchy and the, the mushroom, like I don't really love raw mushrooms. Right, but, but I was skeptical. sliced with olive oil, like this is so much more delicious than one would think. Well, and the, the funny thing is here, without, without planning it at all, we basically have made two completely different things starting from almost the same ingredients because they both have fennel, lemon, parmesan, olive oil, olive oil and, uh, and one is a salad and one is a, a braised vegetable. And I should also add that that this salad is kind of like the fastest salad in the world. Oh, yeah. I used to make it on the island only with jellyfish instead of fennel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I had to cook quickly when I was stranded on an island, but, you know, 30-minute meals, it's just a way of life. <laughs> what else do you do with fennel, Matthew? So beyond roasting, sautéing, and the occasional raw preparation brought to my house by someone else, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about in soup? I don't. I have not done that, but it sounds good. Have mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. You can add fennel. God, I'm so sorry. I mean, listen to how <laughs> this is. This is as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. I have to admit. You can add diced celery to pretty much any vegetable soup. Um, can you add diced fennel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. You can add di- diced fennel to pretty much any vegetable soup. And also, there is a tomato soup that I really love to make. I think I. I think I put the recipe in my first book. It's a tomato soup made with canned tomatoes, and you put in it a whole bunch of sliced fennel, and it's delicious. That sounds really good. I feel like that would be good, like with a little saffron or. Oh, Matthew. Um, I don't know why that came to mind. I, I'm imagining maybe sort of like a bouillabaisse sort of thing. I don't wow. know. Wow. Who's the Francophile now? I, yeah, I don't know. Call me Frank. What about, you know, when you buy the fennel, it's got like the the, uh, the stalk sticking up out of it, like like someone like doing some kind of gang sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing it like He's right, doing now, it as, right as, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty intimidating. Do you use those for anything, either the, the like wispy um, uh, frondy parts or the stalky parts? I do like using the frondy parts. If I had had them on the fennel bulb I brought today, I might have scattered some over the salad. They're just pretty. They kind of look like dill, frankly. They do, but they don't taste like dill, thank God. No, they taste very like mildly of fennel. Yes. Green tasting. The stalks, I always kind of wish I could use because it feels wasteful, but they're really stringy. Yeah. And I I was just thinking, hmm, I wonder if I would like toss them into a stock or something. (laughs) What? Are you, oh, you're like flinging. No, no, no. You said, you you were talking about the stalks and you said toss them into into a a stock stock. Uh, or a broth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that would work. As long as you, you know, wanted some fennel flavor in your stock slash broth. Yeah, I, I tend to agree that, that you should only put fennel into something if you want some fennel flavor in it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good rule of thumb. I mean, I'm just a guy who, who like, grew up on a deserted island and had to school himself. With it's the like the of... Indian Ocean version of being born in a barn. Yes, but even I know that about the fennel. 
<laughs> All right. I, wow, I've been schooled. Um, so, you know, I guess I should also add that please. you can hate licorice and love fennel. And I'm here to testify. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering that. I'm glad you brought that up because I love licorice and fennel. So I didn't know whether. In fact, when I eat fennel, to me, it, it doesn't taste anything like licorice anymore. It is so mild. It's, it's vegetal. It is so inoffensive compared to licorice. Um, that that is high praise. This vegetable is inoffensive. <laughs> inoffensive. I think raw fennel still has a distinct licorice flavor to me, and I think fennel seeds do also. Um, cooked fennel, I agree, not so much. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Anything else we need to say? I don't think so. I just can't think of anything else about fennel. Any idea why it's so expensive? I assume... Um, <laughs> just open some fizzy water. Uh, uh, no, I, I was going to make something up, but I mean, I think <laughs> I think it's hand pollinated. How about that? Okay. Well, anyway, you, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we will post either the recipes we use today or links to them. Yes. And those were uh, shaved fennel salad. Does, does your recipe have a name beyond shaved fennel salad? Can't remember. All right. And uh, braised fennel with Meyer lemon and Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast um mm-hmm. and uh, where you can t- tell us what which island you grew up on if, and, i mean it was like what, what you called your volleyball <laughs> right if it was like bainbridge island maybe maybe like we don't need to know that you can uh, leave us a review on itunes mm-hmm. and until next time thank you for listening to spilled milk muncha 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 i'm matthew amster burton and i'm molly weisenberg mm. i got fennel on my lap uh-oh bound to happen. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.